Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We're back to your phone calls, reaction to the fills. Looking forward to tonight. But right now, let's go out to the guest line, and it's time to bring on one of our favorites here, one of the favorites in Philadelphia and Philly's history, Ryan Howard, joining us to talk about the fills. And, of course, our friend Ryan brought to us. He's brought to you by Apollo Auto. Are you in the market for a pre-owned vehicle and want a dealership that always says yes? Visit Hughes crew at Apollo Auto Sales online, ApolloPreOwned.com. Big Peace, what's going on, man? Gentlemen, what's cracking like? Not much. I just want to say, for the first part, I appreciate I caught him at the last minute, Joe, and he came man. through for me. How about that? <laughs> call, <laughs> call, call, me, call me at 1159 or 59. <laughs> Ryan Howard comes through as usual. No, he, he comes through with the big hit. Clutch. Get him to the plate. Ryan, this is the question I have for you. Like, looking at this series against the Diamondbacks, how do you not, as a player, feel overconfident in a situation like this? You just have to take it all in stride. You, first off, you know all the cliches. Yes. One play at a time. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't get too far ahead of yourself because this is a very dangerous, dangerous uh, Diamondbacks team. So you can't take those guys for granted. They're there and they're there for a reason. And they're going back home. So they got a taste of Philadelphia. They get to go back home. They get some of their own home cooking. You know, if you're the Phillies, you just got to continue to stay focused and uh, do the job at hand. But, but Ryan, I, I mean, I'm on the other side now. I know exactly what you're talking about. All the cliches fit in this situation. But right. they, they came to Philly and took two beatdowns with their best pitchers on the mound. How do you not feel overconfident in a situation like that? Well, you feel good. You feel confident as a team, but you can't get overconfident. I mean, it's always good. You've got to have the confidence and feel, feel, feel good about yourself and feel good about your chances and definitely feel good about going into Arizona. But, again, you've got to – you got to focus on what the task is at hand, and you got to take away home field advantage. The goal is obviously, you know, you got three games in AZ. Uh, the goal is go in there, go win a series. You win a series to win the series. Um, you know, worst case scenario, you come out there, you you, you win one game or whatnot, and you, mm-hmm. you come back home. But you know, you got to stay focused. The confidence that the team knows what they're capable of, um, and you just try to carry that over into tonight. Ryan, what is it like to be in the playoffs and go on a run a second time? I'm thinking about your teams. 07, you guys get in. It doesn't work out great, but I, I thought it helped push you forward to 08. Like you, you had that experience, and then you guys knew what you had to do differently to win it in 08. This team, similar, not quite the same because they got to the World Series last year, but they didn't win the whole thing last year. And, and it just feels like your team in 08, this team now, it's like a different mentality mission. What's it like to be in the playoffs the second time when you have that experience underneath your belt? You just said it for the second time, experience. They made it last year, and I think a lot of people didn't necessarily know what to expect, and they exceeded the expectations by making it to the World Series. Now these guys have made it to the World Series. They know what it's like to be there. They know, they know what it feels like. They know what it tastes like. They know what defeat tastes like. They got a different look in their eye um, as a team. You go in, you go add Trey, and these guys, they have a different look. It's, it's definitely a, a sign of unfinished business. This team is, is more mature. Um, and like I said, the experience that they've gained and understanding what it is playing not only in postseason baseball, but playing in World Series. And I think being able to try to get over the hump is going to be uh, what's the difference maker for them this year. Ryan Howard joining us here, talking Phillies. We get set for game three tonight. Ryan, the numbers are amazing. The best home field advantage numbers-wise in the history of the postseason is Citizens Bank Park. It started with your teams and is now extended to this group here. Why is Citizens Bank Park such a big home field advantage in the playoffs? 
<laughs> is that a for real question? I'll put it this way. Well, I think we all know the answer. But why Why did it feel that way for you? Did you feel it when you played an advantage uh, compared me, to other places? Let me tell you this. Because them fans are hungry. Like the last time the fans got an opportunity to really kind of cheer like that, you know, um, was 93 with Crucky and, and, and you know, those guys. Uh, Double D, all those guys, and to be able to have a, a a a town that had been starving for a championship, you know, to be able to to come up and show in and show out the way that they have, and then obviously you have the lulls from the times that we were able to, you know, when I was playing to where what these guys are doing now, like it re-energizes everybody. I mean, it's a fanatical place. The fans are fanatical. That's why they're called Philly Fanatics. Um, you know, to where, again, as aggressive as they can be on the downside and the, the reputation of being a very harsh and rough town, they love you five times as hard. And I think that that's what these teams are starting to experience because a lot of these teams didn't get to experience what that was. And when we had our runs and sellouts and all that kind of stuff, Fans and the teams, those teams got to see what that was like. A lot of these teams haven't gotten to experience what that was like in the regular season so that when you get to the postseason, it's a completely different animal. BPs, I'm curious. Um, you know, in that series against the Braves, the Braves had a whole week off, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you look at that. Do you kind of attribute that to the reason why their bats went cold? Um, you know, I think that – it can having the time off can be there's pros and there's cons to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the pros are you get to rest, you get to set up your your, your pitching staff the way you want to have it set up. Um, you know, you get you get that you get that little bit of time off. The the cons are yeah, can you lose a little bit of that edge? Absolutely. Can you come out a little bit flat? Absolutely. The Braves have always been a team that they they hit 307 home runs, led the major leagues, set a record. Um, but it's tough when you get into the postseason. And you live by the home run, you die by the home run. Mm. And for the Braves, you know, other than Albies knocking in Acuna on that one run, all their runs were scored off of home runs. And it's tough, you know, especially with uh, Ranger pitching the way he pitched, Wheeler pitching the way he pitched, Nola pitching the way he pitched. Like when you get in the postseason, you got to figure out ways to manufacture runs. I was worried. I was a little bit worried for the Phillies as well because they were hitting a bunch of home runs. But then the other night when they were starting to get, you know, runs with the ball staying in the ballpark, I was happy because you got to be able to figure out how to manufacture runs um, with the ball still in the ballpark. Now, don't get it twisted. I, hey, y'all know me. I love the long ball. You know, we, we got to, you know, you got to keep an occasional long ball in the back pocket. But at this point in this juncture, as you continue to go further, especially mm-hmm. at the next level, like certain guys may not get certain pitches. And baseball is one of those games where if you want to eliminate somebody, you can completely try to take them out of the equation and take the bat out of their hand. And you got to figure out how to manufacture and get those guys across and make them pay to where, hey, we can't keep putting this guy on because they keep knocking him in. So um, you got to figure out ways to manufacture run. Ryan, a question that we were bantering back and forth the other day about, and it really, unless you played. You, you really can't answer the, the perspective of does it really matter to players. So the question I have for you is that the lineup, okay, the lineup's been, been great so far. They've been hitting. Nick Castellanos in the seven spot is hitting, I mean, like Reggie Jackson kind of numbers power-wise in the postseason. 
Alec Bohm hitting fourth until the other night really hadn't hit at all the postseason. The idea of swapping those guys, is that a big deal? Because a lot of people say, well, you can't mess with what's working. As a player, does the lineup really matter to you if they if one or two guys are swapped? Or, or do you guys like it if you're on a run? Did you guys like it just to kind of keep it the way it is? Give us perspective on the lineup. Does it really matter to players? I mean, you can, you can play all those different scenarios, and you can play, you know, the superstition game and, and this and that. Um, I mean, uh, uh, again, it's, it's just trying to get guys to feel good in a certain situation. Um, you know, if, and, and again, for, for Rob, you know, it's, it's kind of going off the vibe of what he's feeling. If he's feeling like, hey, this is working to where, okay, if, if we got Alec, because at some point it's going to click. He's not far off. He's not far off at all. I mean, he's he's hit some balls on the screws and they've made some plays on him or whatnot, but he's not far off. But you can keep Cassie swinging that stick and, and doing what he's doing and feeling comfortable where he's feeling comfortable, and you feel like, hey, we can make the move and pull him up or put him up, then, yeah, then you go for it. But until you feel comfortable enough to do that, um, the guys are going to show up. And wherever they are in the lineup at that point, it's like it doesn't necessarily – matter so much to the guys um as opposed to like you know hey i got a job to do and if i'm hitting seventh or if i'm hitting fourth i still got a job to do so Ron, um, I, that's that's for rob oh my fault i didn't mean to cut you off but i was i was oh, i was kind of getting kind of excited because i was wondering if there was any more new sandwich combinations at, at the sandwich bro, shop bro man you know what i gotta get you some sandwiches over there man i gotta, I gotta get you some colby's over there bro you know you know um, what i like you know what i yeah, like yeah man you know <laughs> hey bro you know we, we we got it all over there bro. we got the big piece over there we got the original little nashville hot you want to feel them beads come down your forehead no wait a minute though uh, but, but big piece there's the thing though my, my partner's vegan do you have any vegan vegan uh dishes do. over there we, the, the foul the foul ball my friend Okay. We got the yeah, got the vegan sandwich over there. Oh, I'm ready. Oh. I'm in. Diver- diversified portfolio. Oh, that, diversified. that you got it. You always got to diversify. Just like a good lineup. You got yeah, to have a portfolio. Speed, yeah, power, the have. whole thing. Yeah. Got, got the role player over there. You got to have the role players too. Oh, yeah. no, no doubt about that. No question. Listen, Ryan, we really appreciate you. First of all, thank you again last minute doing this, and always great talking to you, especially during the postseason. Enjoy this Phillies run, Ryan, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Oh, no, appreciate you guys for having me, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, brother. Appreciate Ryan you. Howard, the big piece there, who had so many big October moments, and I mean, a lot of the, some of the stuff he's saying there about the overconfidence. You're right; it's probably hard not to, but like he's saying, just you got to stay focused, stay in the moment. And that's the thing, man. As a player, you look at this, especially the young players. I would, I would venture to think that the biggest thing that you, the biggest individuals that you had to keep focused is the young guys, because they're looking at this and they're looking at you all of the swore bombs and. Ball going out the park and everything, and they're thinking, "Oh man, we got this." And 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 going to the uh, the 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 club or whatever. What was it called? The uh, Xfinity, Xfinity Live and hanging out, and it's just a grand old time. You got to stay focused, man, because the task at hand is not done. Well, and and last year they were two wins away, and they didn't finish it. So I, I, that should be the motivation enough to stay in the moment. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. We'll get back to all your Phillies calls here. Are we overconfident as we, as a fan base? Have we become overconfident? Speaking of getting ahead of ourselves. The Astros just made it a series down in Texas, so who would the preferred matchup be? Who do we want, the Astros or the Rangers? We'll discuss it next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.